Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of a podcast about New York sports. I'm Sam Allen, and I'm only joined with Matt McFeely today. Uh, our third amigo is not with us today uh, due to, uh, how are we going to explain this? Legal troubles. Yeah, We'll say it's legal troubles. We're, we're going to leave it at that. Uh, if you have any questions, you can uh, DM the podcast. If you know us personally, you can also DM the podcast. Um but we'll leave it at that. McFeely and I are going to hold it down today. Uh, got a little bit of. I'm confident we'll get him back. But yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing too crazy going on either. I think we can handle it. What do you think? It's nothing crazy. Just, just you know, just, just a little Deshaun Watson type stuff. Yeah, just <laughs> Deshaun Watson at Jace, we'll call him. But uh, so with that, um, today we have talking about the solid comments with the Jets. We're going to have some NFL picks for you, and then we'll wrap it up with some New York baseball and two teams that, out of nowhere, all of a sudden seem to be going in opposite directions. So that'll be a conversation to have. But, Matt, I'll kick it off with you. I know you wanted to talk about the Salah comments and uh, kind of just all the buzz that's been going on in the New York media lately. So I'll let you give your, your first thoughts. Yeah, well, I don't know about you, but it totally rubbed me the wrong way. Is it the end of the world? No. Do I still like Salah? Yeah, but I mean, I'm taking receipts on any anyone who has anything negative to say about the Jets. First of all, there's nothing positive to say. Second of all, what are you, what are you Steve Buscemi from Billy Madison? It's ridiculous. You, forget about not having even been here long enough to have a cup of coffee. I haven't even asked you to take your shoes off yet. And I've been here how many years? And you know I don't really care the way that I used to. But I mean, I'm going to be here when you're gone, which might be really soon. And I, I, I think, I don't know how you feel about it. I think it's just, he's feeling the pressure and it, it's getting the best of him. And I feel like guarantees in sports don't mean anything, right? The only ones we remember are the ones that pan out. So if he tells us, we're going to, this is all going to change. The Jets are coming. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. No one's going to fault him. But I, I mean, it, it, it almost hurt my feelings. Almost. I can't come back. Come on. Well, how I feel getting back to my stance on this, I think that if, if you think about the way the Jets are constructed roster wise, even front office wise, and then inevitably coaching wise, Zach Wilson is Salah's guy. He was not brought here to be the coach of a Joe Flacco led team. So I think that people that are saying like, you know, first of all, what I don't agree with Salah is even acknowledging the noise. I think it should be I'm a big humble brag sort of guy. So I think that you should win humbly and you should win when you win, you win. You shouldn't say, hey, look at everyone who doubted me. You should just be take it win like a winner in the, like, the least cliche possible way. Do any but, other great coaches sound the way that he sounded yesterday? Think of all the great coaches who, who, who became great coaches in the NFL. Does anyone I mean, but like he's like not a, he's not a great coach yet. He's still building. That's the thing. Right. He sounds like a hurt coach that has a hurt roster, which, to be honest, is what he has. Right. But uh, and, and the, the other comment about the this team was worse than an expansion team when I got here. It's not so much better now. Yeah, it's it's not, I mean, I would I would take that back. Remove week one and all your everything. Remove week one and the Zach Wilson injury, even even the Mackay Beckton injury about two, three weeks ago. We were saying we we're sitting here saying. Oh, you know, maybe the Jets can sneak into the wild card. Six, six games, seven games, eight games. I mean, those are high hopes. Obviously, I never agreed with them, but there were conversations to be had. So I don't think it's the craziest thing for him to say. Would I want my head coach saying it? Absolutely not. 
But if we're going to take it at its face value and what it actually means, I don't necessarily hate, hate hearing Mike as a player. I'm talking from a player's point of view. I don't want to, I don't want to hear my coach say, yeah, we played really bad. We're going to look bet. We're going to look to get better. Like, obviously we're going to look to get better, but I think when my coach says stuff like that and he's taking receipts and, and, you know, given all the circumstances with injuries, I'm, I'm a fan of, of his comments and I'm I'll back him up until, until he starts to fail, which but to fail me, with the roster sounded, he has. To me, it sounded like a shot at the fans. It didn't seem like a shot at the media. Cause it's like, when you say you can't come back, you're talking about the fan base. What, what is that going to get you? I mean, he doesn't mean it literally. Of he course. means it more of like, like the people, cause you know, we've lived in the New York tri-state area our whole lives. As soon as one thing goes wrong, everyone points a finger and everyone says this team sucks. And that's probably what, He's going to assume he it might not have even had to happen. Anyone, no one could have said anything, but just the assumption of after losing in New York, it's this team sucks, fire this person, trade this person. Always. He had to know what he was getting into when he took the job for the New York Jets. You, you're right. But it's it's I feel like it's one thing to to know what you're getting into and actually be in it. And I think now he, he's in it. He's realizing like like, you know, I hate when Michael K says this about the Yankees, but the pinstripes are heavy. Like playing in New York is a tough thing to do. And until you're actually here doing it, you really don't know. I mean, we see it in baseball with guys that just can't play in New York. Maybe people in football, it's more closely related to people that cannot coach in New York. But I'm not saying that he can't because I still believe in Salah. But I do, too. I still like him. I just feel like what what does he want people to say? What does he want us to say right now? Is there any positives to look at whatsoever? No. So what, what are we supposed to do? Well, the positive is that we have our franchise quarterback coming at, coming back in, you know, three weeks now, three, four weeks. So I think that's what he's kind of doubling, almost tripling down on that. And I mean, he doesn't, it's not necessarily what he wants us to say, but it's more so what he doesn't want us to say. He, want, he doesn't want us to say season's over. This guy's terrible. We're going to be four, 0 and four in the first game. We're going to be looking for a new head coach. I don't think he like, obviously no one's really saying that. And if you're saying that, I'm sorry, you're just blatantly wrong. And just thinking that, you know, even even fully healthy, the Jets were going to be the underdog in this game. So yeah. it's not like they were supposed to win this game. It w- if it was, if this was the Jaguars or I don't know your bottom tier, the Texans, any of those bottom tier teams, and this happened, I'd have a different stance. But you you go in there with Joe Flacco. Throw, if I told you uh, last Saturday, if Joe Flacco would throw the ball sixty times and the Jets would win, you'd be like yeah okay it'd be the greatest jet game of all time yeah yeah so flacco masterclass yeah it would be that ryan fitzpatrick game that would be the joe flacco game so i i don't think i'm not too against what he said i mean if if they get blown out again and he still says you know hey don't come back remember like if he you know quadruples down it i think he's getting a little bit tone deaf but again i think i'm not too it just doesn't bother me yet because they don't have their quarterback and they weren't supposed to win the game. So I had very little expectations outside of the, the fan standpoint of it, where I'm saying it annoys me personally. Isn't it almost not a quality you want in your head coach though, to just be really taking in outside outside noise like that. And I just let it eat away at him. I mean, he, he looked, he looked like a mess and he didn't even say it once he went on like a media run all day. And like, it's almost like he had it written down. Like he was just, he had to get that out to every outlet that he possibly could. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know my stance on, especially coaching in New York is 
unless unless you're you can do whatever you want when you win and you can do and you can't do anything when you lose like like we said in the early i think it was episode three the the saquon episode or was that four whatever it was but we we spoke about the dayball situation and dayball getting in daniel jones ear if if daniel jones goes out after that and plays terribly then we say that why did dayball do that he wins and we say wow what a great job by dayball so it's it's hard to to fight both sides here so I, I would side more on the, you know, glass half full side more than a lot of people sound like they're more glass half empty in terms of Salah. But I don't know. I, that's I think it's I'm taking it from a different stance. And, uh, you know, fans are going to be fans at the end of the day. Yeah. You can you can go. The Jets could have went 16 and 0 and lost the last game. And that, on that last game, people would have said you should have won. Yeah. So it's people are going to say stuff when you lose regardless. But um. I don't know. Did you have anything else to add to that or anything else with the Jets you wanted to throw in? I mean, no, some I mean, interesting stuff just, in the first game still. No, I just I mean, if you're going to if you're going to talk to talk, I mean, when Zach Wilson gets back, I, I, I have to see something different. Yes. Yeah. And well, now that's my caveat. I'm fine with him tripling down on his quarterback. I'm never going to fault a coach for trusting in his quarterback or even just the pro his his rebuilding process. But you got to win. Like you can't just you can't just talk about it. You have to. When it when everything is in place, you can't just say, "Oh well, you know, we." I don't want to hear on the fifth game when they lose. Oh, you know, this is Zach getting his feet feet wet. He hasn't played yet. He's still warming up. I don't want to hear that. Like, I want to hear, uh, you know, Zach played really well. Yeah, we we went for it on fourth down there to try and win the game. We didn't get it. Yeah, cool. Like, I want to hear see a competitive game, and I want to see it happen. That's that's basically how I feel about the Jets. And I don't know. I have nothing else to say in this game, but um, I do have for our picks, and I know we're going to have to get Morix, but do you have your, your weekly pick for the rest of the league? You go first. Okay. The only reason I'm bringing it up today is because my pick's tonight. I like the Chiefs. I'm on the Chiefs minus four. I think – I mean, I don't think the, the Cardinals are as big as of a joke that the Chiefs made them look, but I think the Chiefs are just that good. And I think that, you know, Mahomes, Kelsey at home – they weren't home the first game, right? No, they went to – they were in Arizona week one, I think. What a were game they in Arizona? What a game tonight, huh? Yeah. No, tomorrow night. Well, well. Well, I when you're listening, it's probably it's going to be tonight. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm on the Chiefs minus four. Um, I really haven't looked at the rest of the slate, but I, I thought a lot of times what I'll do is I'll look at the whole slate without the lines mm-hmm. or I'll just, like, block it with my other hand, and I'll, I'll make the line in my head. And then if it's if if I'm really close, then I'll take my pick. Or if I'm really far off, then I'll take the flip or something like that. So when I was looking at the Chiefs game, I was like, oh, Chiefs home versus Chargers, who just lost Keenan Allen as well, most likely not going to play. I I thought it would be like at least like six and a half. So for me to get only four, I'm going to take – I think I like the Chiefs there. But – um, Yep. Um. I'm taking, an, I'm taking another divisional game, uh, and I'm taking the team on the road. Um, oh, can I guess? Hold on, wait. Yeah, you can guess. Are you taking the Bucks minus three? No. Ah, uh, well, that's is that divisional? Oh, yeah, they're both the NFC South. Yeah, yeah. So divisional. Hold on. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna guess. Is it? No. I don't know. I mean, the Packers nine and a half. No. Okay. That I'm not a guesses. There, I guess. I, I want. I want the Colts minus four going into Jacksonville. I think the Colts are wow. pretty good. I actually like that too. Yeah. 
I, I think the Colts are pretty good. I, I think Matt Ryan got a, a really bad rap last season, having been with the Falcons and having lost all of his weapons. And they, they played a really nice, I mean, down the stretch, that was pretty embarrassing, but uh, they played a really nice second half last week. I, I think that's a, that's a good football team. Yeah, I agree. How do you feel about the Giants this week? My, giving two and a half. So I guess Vegas is saying that the Panthers are a half point better than the Giants if you want to do the three. I like the Panthers. I, I'm, I just, I'm not going to buy. Really? Into, I'm not going to buy into week one yet. I'm just not doing it. But I mean, did the, the Panthers didn't look anything special? No, no. Baker Mayfield looked atrocious, but. Yeah, surprise. Yeah. But no, but, I mean, I wouldn't touch that game with a 10 foot pole, but. Yeah. All right. So then how about the Jets? Jets are getting six in Cleveland. If I didn't see what the Browns did to the Panthers last week, I probably would have said, you know what? The Jets, the Jets might be able to cover this game. I just don't know that I, that I feel that way anymore. And I thought the Browns looked good. Like I didn't think the Browns looked horrible for their, you you know, know given their circumstances. I could see a game where the Jets kind of just control them defensively and are in it the whole time. I could see it. But now the line is six. So would you be, wow, it's only the over under only 40. <laughs> oh my God. I have a That's terrible. That's terrible. Yeah, um, no. <laughs> That's going to be a, oof. I mean, but can you see the Jets losing by a touchdown? I think it's more likely than not. Okay. So then yeah. mine giving six kind of makes sense. Yeah. I, I definitely, I like the Browns to cover, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets uh, can, can at least hang in there, keep up. So now I guess my, my last question for our quick football pick here, the Jets go to, let's say the Jets lose and the Giants win. So now we're sitting, going into week three, two weeks away from Zach Wilson being back. The Jets are 0-2 and the Giants are 2-0. and what's, what's the talk of the town? Uh, I mean, I think everyone's going to overrate the Giants and everyone's going to keep burying the Jets. And it's not going to matter until Zach Wilson gets back. But I, I think I'm excited for the Giants. Like for the whole season-wise, you mean? I, I think so. I think well, so. Well, let's – should we do a little uh, win-loss, win-loss, win for the Giants? A little week two? You know what? That, that sounds fun, actually. Let's, let's do All that. Right. Let me uh, – so, I'll pull, I got, I'll pull up the schedule. I don't okay. want you to look ahead because I don't want you to predict. So, don't look at the schedule. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to go game by game. So, week two, you said you like the Giants? No. You don't – I, I could you, you like the Panthers. I think I like the Panthers, yeah. Okay. So, that's, a, that's an L. So, one and one. Versus the Cowboys at home, no Dak. Giants. Okay, so now they're two and one. Versus the Bears at home as well. <sighs> the Bears. Really? I think so. No, I I don't see it in Justin Fields. I uh, maybe a podcast for an episode for another day on like the whole league wide slate, but don't see it in Justin Fields. But had you not seen the Giants week one, what would your pick have been? Like, I still take the, I still take the Giants, even really? if all things being the same, I would still take it. I just don't think the Bears are that good of a football team. I thought the Giants I, were going to be worse than the Jets this year. Well, when I was going through this prior to week one, just like, you know, in my head, that was like one of the games because. All right, well, let me put it this way. The next week they're at they're at the Packers and then they play the Ravens. So they're most likely going to go own to those games. Yeah, so I have two. So. Make that makes the Bears even more of an importance. Yeah. Okay, so so like we said, Packers at in uh, Lambeau, that's an L. Yeah, home against the Ravens, probably an L. I yeah. mean, but I will say, if the Giants play like they played this week and the Ravens play like they played the Jets this week, I think the Giants can could win that game could. at home. Yeah, they could. very very easily. 
And you got to think too, the Giants will have their two edge edge rushers back. Yeah, so they'll be they'll be fully healthy there. Gets a little easier. They have the Jaguars at the Jaguars at the Seahawks right before their week nine bye. I, I like You're them. high on the Jaguars. <laughs> I like them to beat the Jaguars. Um, Seattle. Yeah, you know what? Give me the Giants against at, Seattle. Also. At Seattle. At uh, Seattle? Uh, Two I, I away games before a bye. I don't know. I, I mean, give, give me the Giants. Come on. It, 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 go in there and win that game. All right, so we go win against the Titans, which they did. You don't like them against the Panthers. So you like them against the Cowboys. And then you like them against the Jaguars and the Seahawks? I, I, yes, because it's either going to be like I, I could either take the Giants to beat the Panthers or I could take them to beat the Seahawks. It's going to be one. They'll, they'll win okay. one of those. They'll lose one of those. I'm okay with that. So so they're going to be four. You'll take four and four going four. into the, the bye week. Yeah, and I think any Giants fan would have taken that going in as well. I agree. Okay, so post bye week, let's just assume assume full health. Let's just, you know, I'm oh, not going to. Yeah, yeah, assuming full health. Yeah, Texans at home, the uh, the Giants in MetLife. Win. That should be a win. That's five and four. Lions in MetLife. It's another win. And now this is where this is where it gets a little dicey. So that's that's six and four. And now you go at the Cowboys on the in the end of November, which could Dak be back by then? Well, they're saying maybe four weeks. Um, I don't know which Dak it'll be, but but let's assume Dak is back, and I'm going to say they lose that game. I don't want to have them sweeping Dallas this year. You know, I I agree. Okay, so now that's five. That's was that six and six and five, six and five. That brings you to uh, home against the Commanders. I'm high on them. I don't think the Giants win that game. I don't either. Okay, so that then they're what does that leave us at? Six and six, mm-hmm. and then they're home against the Eagles. Lost. I think they lose that game. So six and seven. Then they go at the commanders again. I think they lose that as well. Yeah. I'll, I'll take them to get swept by Washington. Six and eight at the Vikings, six and nine. Yeah. Home versus Colts. And then at Eagles. That's where it's all going to fall apart. Yeah. Well, I think that like, I I'm not high as high on the Colts or that you are, but I think the giants can win that game. So that's what seven and eight. Yeah. Seven and eight. And then they go in Philly. For the last game of the season, yeah, it's awesome. so they, which they, could be that could be a hover, huge game. They should hover around six or seven wins, but there should be a stretch of the season where we're saying, like, you, you know, the Giants, they they could win the division. They're up there, right into right the in. bye week, right, right into the bye week. They'll win. Yep. They, they'll win two in a row, most likely, or they they should win two in a row against the Jaguars and the the Seahawks, and then the, everyone's gonna be riding high on the, the Giants. So, I agree. I, I think. uh I think that set six, seven win area is, is good. And honestly, Vegas probably has it at six and a half. So, yep. uh, but uh, I guess, I guess we'll save the Jets for next episode. Cause I kind of want to talk about a little bit of baseball. Yep. If that's cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. So yeah, again, so just recap giants home against the Panthers giving two and a half and the Jets are at the Browns giving six and the over unders only 40, which so they're getting six, getting six. Sorry. Sorry. The Jets are getting six points and over under is 40. We might never see the Jets give six another day in our lives. <laughs> Wait for Zach Wilson to come back. He's taking receipts. <laughs> um, all right. So I guess we'll just shift right over to baseball. Um, got two teams that are going in seemingly all of a sudden opposite directions. And a month ago we were in the, both the opposite directions for both teams. Yeah. So what say you, 
what uh, do you feel about the Yankees right now? Well, that's basically what's your confidence level at? Well, I, I think they wrapped up the division. You would agree with that, right? When they won those back to back games, I, there's real, I like, barring just a week straight of losing, um, they, they've wrapped up the division. And last night was a great win. Um, I don't know. I'm, I, my confidence level is going to depend on how they look when they're fully healthy going into October. Um, but that was a great win last night. And I wanted to ask you, because a lot of times during games, we'll talk about like, this is what I would do here. This is what I would do there. When it's the seventh inning and judges up and you have a one run lead, I guess the Red Sox are thinking, well, all he could do is tie it. I think, why are you pitching to him? What's the pitch around him? Stanton's not what he used to be. There's no protection in the lineup right now. Judge has the entire team on his back. It makes no sense. They did it to themselves. Well, I think also too, uh, well, before I talk, talk about Judge, I just want to say the Yankees, I think, have won division both literally and, like, emotionally, I want to say. Like, the the Rays pretty much have came to the Bronx and said, hey, we're going we're gonna to trounce this team that literally is barely shedding water and got absolutely smoked two games in a row. Well, so like I think gonna, after that first game, it was like, oh, man. Yeah, I, with that Hicks thing, honestly, looking back at it, we might look at that, like, drop ball in left field by Hicks that might be rock bottom. That might, that might be the turning be, point of the season right there. That might be rock bottom, like yep. absolute rock bottom. Yep. And I hope it is. But um, back to your judge question. I, I have a theory, and I, you know me. I always think everything I think about is always outside the box. I think any of our friends will always, will always agree with that. I'm, I'm never going to be the one to think about things very one for one. I'm always looking for either an advantage or something that's going to just make someone think differently. So I am a proponent, and I don't know why teams don't do it, but I would – I mean, I, I know why teams don't do it. They want to save their pitcher's arms. But you should every, – every time judges up in that situation, it should be the unintentional, intentional walk. Well, every, I'm, not, I'm not saying every time he goes up there, you, you just point at first base. But, I mean, how are you not at least pitching around him? No, but they're, they're hanging but they're breaking balls that. to him. But that well, – I mean, that's ridiculous. That's yeah. horrible. And, I mean – the Red Sox don't really have much to play for, so it's not like it's that crucial of a decision in regards to their season. Sure. But, it, I mean, obviously you're playing to win the game. So, yeah. I, 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 mean, I don't well, know. I mean, wouldn't they like to do anything more than beat the Yankees? But he, I'm saying even when there's a guy on second base, right? It, like, even in these extra inning situations, you know, Judge is notorious. And you watch any time Judge plays the Astros, change a blow, change a blow, change a blow, curveball low, curveball low. I throw four change-up blows and just hope he swings at one, and then I can get the ball rolling. And if yep. he walks and he gets the first base, who with me? That's yep. fine. I yep. don't understand why teams don't do that. They, at this point, it's almost like teams are saying, we want, we'd rather lose the lead than our pitcher throw four pitches, which yep. to me is just like a wild, wild way to think of it. And I'm very heavily I'm, – I'm with the new wave of baseball, resting – uh, re- having a certain amount of rest days, throwing programs, ramping up before the playoffs. I'm all for all of that. But when it's four pitches to a guy like Judge, like, just throw him – it's even – it can even be three. Throw him three, get the 3-0, and then point to first base. Yeah. And we're not like, even talking about like, oh, I want to save DeGrom here. We're talking about like no-name relievers that aren't On doing teams it. that are out. Yes. It's, yeah. Like, it's so – it makes – I mean, the Rays are one thing. Like, obviously, the Rays are going to try and win the game, so – you know, at the end of the day, you can think about baseball as even if Judge is hitting 400, that means that six out of the 
uh, which he's hitting 500 over the stretch. So it's a little bit of like, a, it's honestly a coin flip at this point, but even if judge was hitting 400 on the season, that means still out of a hundred times, 60 of those times you're going to be right. Yeah. You know, most likely. So I guess that's the game that uh, maybe teams are just, it's crazy to think that these teams are so in love with numbers and these so analytical numbers, but then they can think of something so straightforward like that, that, you know, anyone that comes to the plate, we ha- immediately have the advantage of. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I judge is unbelievable. I said my stance on Otani. Uh, again, I just want to clarify. I want judge to win the MVP. I very much so would enjoy judge being the MVP. Especially I'm rooting for him, especially because he deserved one. I'm rooting for him. Yeah, he does deserve one. And no, no, I, think, I mean, like he already basically won one that was that was stolen. Oh, yeah. Well, yes. But I just think that knowing the way people see baseball and the way that people vote on baseball and the way pe- people value these all these in-depth numbers, I think in, Otani has a strong chance and a case to be the MVP. However, again, I do want Judge to be the MVP. And I think the fact that he's hitting – they showed a graphic yesterday. He's got like a 1-8 OPS in the last like week. <laughs> or like even – it might even be longer than that. 1-8. Like that's probably better than – like you could probably take any three hitters on the Red Sox cumulative and it might that might be better than them, which is kind of crazy. Is there a, a season comparative to Judges that we've seen in New York in our lifetimes – Position player wise, that even I mean, I mean, A Rod, the record he just broke, right? Yeah, but, and, and I mean, I don't know if you want to go. What, I don't know what year that was, but I don't know if you want to go glove that year. But Judge is most likely going to win a gold glove again. Yeah. So a gold glove as well as this. Um, I don't know. I'm I I not a baseball reference off the top of my head, but yeah, it, 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 I would say it has to be the best season that we've seen here. Yeah, I, he's. I mean, he, I think both pitching. I mean, maybe I don't know because Mo's got, I would say, pitching or hitting the most impressive, but like Mariano's got some seasons where just like, yeah, it was that they were playing eight inning games. Yeah. I, I mean, DeGrom pitching to that 1.7 was crazy, but the Mets didn't do anything. So it does feel a little bit different. Yeah. Um, ah, I'm, yeah, DeGrom's a good one too. I mean, he, he, but the, I feel like DeGrom just never, like, he, ne- like, Judge is doing this all year. Like, he's been doing this. There's no, like, sh- this, this isn't like a, even a three month stretch. This is a whole season of just absolute dominance. And yeah, I mean, you know, and, and, and it's another thing that people aren't even talking about it, but like judge's health was in such question coming such into the question. season. And now you don't even and hear about it. You, he is the least of their worries. Yep. Health wise, the absolute, they pen. He's literally everyone else. They write in the lineup with a pencil. He's got a pen in everyone. Yep. He's got a Sharpie pen highlighted. His name is in there and it might even have a sticker. It might be ingrained on the Yankees lineup card that his name is there. Cause I mean, even when they, he's so hot that the Yankees, like we, I went to the double header and they didn't bet. They gave him like a half day off where they just DH him both games. He didn't play the field, mm-hmm. which is like from knowing the Yankees and how they do things. You don't hear that. That's wow. just like, that's crazy in itself, but whatever. We know we're head over heels for judge. Well, what is the what is the divisional round looking like for the Yankees? Uh, was it Seattle the last time I looked that they would they would play? So right now it's well. Give me all the possibilities. So well, they're going to finish as the two seed, unless yeah, no, they're going to finish finish as the two seed, and then 
it looks like the the wild card, the number one wild card is most likely going to be, well, I mean, the, the Blue Jays have 80 wins and the Mariners and Rays have 79 each. So it's tough. I mean, if it ended tomorrow, who would they play? The They would play the winner of the, no, they play the, the four seed, right? As the two? Yeah, or do they play the winner of the wild card game? Uh, no, the, the well, the one would play the winner of the wild card game, right? Oh no, they, I th- that's what I think. Oh, so I think it's I think it's would be Yankees. I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. Out of all the possibilities, which team scares you the most? Um, have to be not. not I'm actually on the side of not the Rays. I think the Yankees, especially, and John Boy made a great point about this. Anthony Rizzo has been in the dugout for the last week. And he and Josh Donaldson, who two guys that were on paternity list and one was bedridden. And all of a sudden, the Yankees are hitting the ball well. And I, it is very well known among the league. And I'm totally just stealing this quote right from John Boy. But Rizzo and Donaldson are two of the most well-known pitch-tipping experts in the entire league. And I think that this is like the not only do the Yankees always hit former Yankees better, but the Yankees always hit pitchers they see for multiple times better. So like the second, this is like the third time or fourth time they saw Kluber. He, Kluber's been shutting them out this year, but I think the combination of this is the fourth time they see him and they got these guys, Donaldson and Rizzo, who are literally just sitting on the bench, not even playing, and can devote their entire time on the bench to figuring out these pitchers and some of their mannerisms. I, I think it's a very undersung, and I thought that was a great point he pointed out because it's almost one-to-one. As soon as they got back, they started hitting. And it could be a coincidence. I could just be looking at it too deep. But, I mean, every time Anthony Rizzo is there, I feel like the, he's looking. He's always a very smart baseball player, and he's looking for things like that. So, I don't know. We know we're head over heels over, over the Yankees. You know, when they're hot, they're, they're, they can win the World Series. Wouldn't stun anyone. No. Um, what we're not head over heels on right now is why can't the Mets beat bad teams? It doesn't make sense. It's, like, the most Metsian thing of all time that, yeah. like, all of a sudden they just, like, can't it's, beat the Cubs, can't beat the Nationals. It's so it's weird. Like they have to. It's like they have to. It's like they forgot that they had to collapse, and they were like, "Oh God, we're, we're running out of time." Yeah. Oh yeah, they, we got to lead. No way. <laughs> they they are four and six over their last ten. They've lost to yeah. Washington. They've lost to the Marlins. They've lost to Pittsburgh, who was just oh, I mean, pitiful. And yeah. now they just lost a series at home to the Cubs. Can you can you tell me the name of the Cubs pitcher from Monday? Uh, Monday. Let's see. <laughs> no, no, I mean, like, do you know it off the top of your head? Because I don't. Oh, uh, you don't. You mean you don't know the great Javier Assad? <laughs> and then Samson last night. I mean, and I, I wouldn't even be surprised if they lose tonight. Win your next five. I know it's a tall order, but what, there's no other option. They're going to be at such a disadvantage if they don't win the division. It's not even funny. And then they're, they're also going to, like, they're getting McGill back. They're going to have to work Peterson into the bullpen. They're going to be, like, experimenting while th- these are must-wins. Yeah, and, and it's it's and that's crazy because as a Yankee fan, I, that's what I was fearing of the Yankees that they'd have all these guys coming back in the IL, and then they'd have to like you know bench some guy one day, and then you know maybe Stanton doesn't play two days in a row, so then that's two days you don't have Stanton, or then you're gonna have to rest Judge, and it's something I thought the Yankees would run into problems with. Didn't think the Mets would run into problems with it because like it seems like I I think it's fair to say at this point. The Mets trade deadline and lack of, you know, big, solid moves has really, really hurt them and earlier than I think they thought. Like, I think they, they brought Darren Ruffin to hit lefties, 
They and they brought Vogel back to just be another bat. Yeah, and, and by the way, they they are like, like they almost bother me now. Like, well, listen to this: in the last like sixteen games combined, they're like six for seventy-four. The yeah. two of them. So, and I mean, I know I was at the game uh, a few weeks ago when they played the Rockies, and I just felt as soon as they brought Gibbons in, the, it was the game was over. Yeah. Like it was, and they lost that game. And and I think I don't know if Gibbons took the loss or I think it was Scherzer, but. I, who would regardless it was like a 2-0 loss that but then it's like that but that's what I was saying with the Mets like I feel like these like middle relief areas where you know they can't get seven out of Scherzer they can't get seven out of DeGrom and they get like maybe five from Bassett or five from Walker that middle ground to get to Diaz who's been the best pitcher in baseball arguably so is bad. rough it, and like the and like I'm I, they could have the greatest lineup of all time but uh, that is very – it's always going to be something that scares you, and you know that that's in the back of their mind. So that probably makes them press a little bit more, yeah. talking about the starting pitching. Yeah. You know, when they're, they, they need – I feel like every, every game they got to get length. They had to run on Avino out there last night. They had to run Diaz out there because he had thrown six pitches over the last, I think, 12 days. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. I didn't, I, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. You uh, have the Cubs you... tonight. You get the Cubs tonight, and then you have Pittsburgh coming in for, for four games. Win your next five or you're buried. Or you're done. Yeah, I mean, well, the you can thank the Mariners a little bit because they definitely took care of the Braves. I think they won where well, they win two games, uh, two to three over there. Yeah, and the Braves also lost the first game of the set uh, to the Giants on uh, on Monday. Okay, so I mean, what's your what's your concern there with with the Braves? Are you more concerned about the Mets blowing it or the Braves continuing to play unconscious? The Mets blowing it. Because the Mets, just because of strength of schedule, the Mets need to be winning all of these games, all of these series at the very least. It, yeah, I, I, I feel you. It's it's got to be it. I, from again, from a Yankee fan who literally saw his team str- struggle, like I thought it would, my team was struggling at the worst time. I would be in panic mode if I was kind of kind of. You know, the Mets have been an average team for like almost a month now. Yeah, uh, and it's like not. Below yeah. average when you consider the opponents. I mean, well, yeah, almost almost terrible. Seriously, but by the I way, you wanna, what are you doing this weekend? You want to go see O'Neill Cruz at uh, City Field? Uh, I unfortunately have. I would love to do that, but I unfortunately <laughs> am working all weekend, so that's going to be a no go for me. Big Harry Styles night tomorrow night for me. You're going? Yeah, but got a got some tickets from work, so it's an we love we love that. It's but. such a great show, and you're in a suite, right? I'm not going to say where I'm sitting just for the safety <laughs> of my family. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but all right. Um, that'll do it for today. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, make sure to follow us on all socials and peace out.